South Africa's news and information leader. This is SAFM. 12 minutes after 7 o'clock. If you're just tuning in, welcome. My name is Kanye Makobane. It's the Friday edition. Now, did you know that in South Africa, if you're holding a South African passport, you could travel to 97 countries without a visa? If you love traveling like me, that is like the best news ever. However, we only come in third after two other countries that have more powerful passports than us. We're talking about the world's most powerful passports in 2015, and my guest on the line is... Andrew Taylor, Vice Chairperson of Henley and Partners. Andrew, good evening. Good evening. Thanks now, for Andrew, it's an absolute pleasure. Every traveler's dream is to be able to travel anywhere in the world without a visa, and that would be the dream life. But unfortunately, that's not the case. Nope. Unfortunately, not. Now, let's talk about some of the most powerful passports as according to the Henley Visa Restrictions Index. Sure, definitely. Well, Henley and Partners, we're the global leaders in residents and citizenship planet. One aspect of the planet so far, uh, once choosing another residence or citizenship, is the global mobility. So how easy is it for them to travel around the world without a visa? So we work with the International Air Transport Associations, the IATA, to develop an index. And this index, the Visa Restrictions Index, ranks every nation. We do 213 countries based on how many countries their citizens can travel to without a visa. And uh, currently, yes, South Africa is 97 on the list. Um, so uh, they can travel to 97 countries visa-free, but the most powerful one at the top is uh, the UK, uh, Finland, Germany, uh, and they can travel to 174 countries, so wow. almost double the amount of countries than South African, unfortunately. And Canada and Denmark <laughs> are following very closely behind there with access to 173 countries. Let's talk about why we have travel restrictions in the first place. Yeah, un- unfortunately, uh, I guess like in anything, uh, diplomacy between countries uh, changes, and like uh, South Africans used to have visa-free travel to the U.K., uh, and the UK later decided that that wasn't uh, what they wanted. There was too much illegal immigration, people overstaying their welcome, people coming to the country and working without the proper visas. And these things considered, uh, they decided to change that law. And this happens on a global scale between various countries. Um, but uh, even with visa waivers, so a nation will have a visa waiver with another country, even with that in place, there's still laws behind it that govern what you can do in the country and how much time you can actually spend in the country. So if we look at, uh, say, a South African can buy or invest in Antigua and get an Antiguan passport. So you can travel to Europe with that passport without visas, but you still can only spend 30 days in Europe within a six-month period. Mm -hmm. So if you overstay that, then you're basically breaking the law and and that's not not following the rules. And if too many Antiguan citizens started to do that, then at some point the UK or Europe would deem that's not acceptable and then they would change the visa waiver agreements. So it can be a a place that has high drug traffic, there can be sanctions uh, like Syria, uh, has one of the worst uh, travel passports at the moment, but in Afghanistan, Afghanistan's at the bottom just yes. because 
um, all things considered. So there's a lot of different reasons why they exist, but uh, mainly just to protect the borders of, of one nation. Now, overall, even though the positions of African passports has improved, the general movement is that we've declined some 25 spots in the rankings. And like you've alluded, it has a lot to do with political stability and the type of bilateral relations that we have with other countries. Now, given that we are visa-free to 97 countries, which is very impressive, what kind of relationship do we need to have with these countries that we don't don't have access to so that we can change this? Yeah, it's basically a large task for the government and, and the government to talk to, to the UK and the country that they want uh, visa free access to and to broker out a, an agreement basically, uh, figure out why uh, there's no visa free travel, what are the concerns they have for South Africans, and basically come to an agreement on what needs to change. So it could be policies, it could be policies on drugs, it could be policies on, on travel, it can be a large list of things, but it's uh, it's really down to each country. So it's quite a task. If you wanted to improve the number of countries that South Africa could, could travel to, then, then you've got quite a bit of work, <laughs> a lot of countries to contact. I can imagine. Can you give us an indication or examples of some of those countries for those who are listening closely and thinking, okay, which countries are those that I can travel to visa-free as a South African? Yeah, as South African, you've got uh, a lot of African places, so um, Africa is quite open. But uh, in the Middle East, you can go to say, Jordan, uh, which is okay, maybe not the best time to go now, but uh, you can go to Singapore, you can go to Hong Kong. But uh, many of the main destinations, and I guess that's probably why we're in the country now, uh, is Europe or North America. And a lot of people travel to those destinations, and unfortunately, South Africans need a visa currently. So that's why a lot of these, a lot of our clients are looking for alternative citizenship. So rather than struggling with a South African passport, you can legally acquire another citizenship, another passport that enjoys visa-free waivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can travel on that passport. Like myself, I have a British passport and a Canadian passport. But while I'm Canadian, I travel frequently on my British passport just because it's the strongest passport and it gives me the most flexibility. So people that are financially independent have, I guess, the luxury to to multiply the number of passports they carry and that they can travel with. And that's very interesting to note that, you know, the more passports, I mean, like you say, if you have a dual citizenship, that already opens you up to so many other countries. Now, part and parcel of what you do is you are involved in strategic international real estate advisory for clients and developers. So you would be able to advise me as Kanye to say, if I'm interested in buying real estate overseas, where are the best places? What's the best season? How easy is it for South Africans to buy property overseas? Yeah, it's quite easy. There's, uh, I guess there's three segments to the Hamlin Partners Group, and one is Hamlin Partners, which is Global Residence and Citizenship Planning. We also have a department, Hamlin Estates, which is International Real Estate, and we also have Hamlin Trust, which is Fiduciary Services, Tax Planning, Asset Protection. But on the Hamlin Estates side, a lot of it is connected to the citizenship program, so you can invest in Portugal, and you can acquire residence in Portugal and have a residence card, or you can invest in real estate in Antigua or St. Kitts and acquire their citizenship. So a lot of these programs that are offering residents and citizenship have a component that could be real estate. Um, so this is where Henley Estates comes in and just helping clients understand, um, I guess, the tax environment and what you must watch out for in, in various destinations. 
Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. That's Andrew Taylor, the Vice Chairperson of Hindley and Partners. We were chatting about the world's most powerful passports in 2015. Gidibwani Mulawudzi is up next.